meeting is being recorded. Madison. <laughs> that was so loud. Your audio always just ruins it. I don't know why it has to do that. It just ruins it. I don't know how to fix that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes, that's- I- I'll just have to do more editing these days. I think you can meet it over Zoom in a certain way. I Zoom probably has an option for it. Probably <laughs> if you like mute your microphone before we even get on the call and then you unmute it. Yeah. Okay, that. <laughs> God, that makes me want to turn down my my volume a little bit. Um, speaking of microphones, I need everyone to acknowledge my tiny microphone. Yes, your tiny microphone that you did that you managed that managed to survive that fall into what a coffee cup or yes. a, co- a cup of coffee and, when, hot tub and, yeah. peaches and in the hot tub oh yes. what did peaches do to it it fell in her jar of tears jar of tears jar of tears yeah. what's that what do you mean peaches jar of tears what jar of tears is peaches like have? someone about a jar of tears and you meant to say treats but oh jar of treats oh <laughs> jar of tears. Tears. yeah no this uh this uh tiny microphone went in the hot tub um, I, sh- I should go turn the hot tub off now that I'm thinking about this. Anyways, not what we're here for. Um, and then I dropped the, the microphone entirely in a cup of a cup, <laughs> cup of coffee, a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee. Um, officially, hello. I don't think we said hello. I think we just started with our nonsense immediately. Our nonsense. Yes. You should do um, it without. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Breaching Extinction podcast. You are here for our bi-weekly episodes. I would love some feedback on this audio of if my regular audio is better or if my tiny microphone is better. And I really hope you guys are going to say my tiny microphone. Mm-hmm. So let me know. Um, yeah. But I'm here with Liam and Maddie and we're here to talk about stellar sea cows. But first we'll just check in, see how everybody's doing. Does anyone have any life updates they care to share? I do. Yeah. I'm starting my teaching job this week. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. I'm really excited. And I just finished a book called Beneath the Surface. And it's maybe you've heard of it. It's about that SeaWorld trainer, uh, ex-SeaWorld trainer, written from like his, basically his story of his time training killer whales at SeaWorld. And it was like, at the very least entertaining uh okay. agree like, but beneath the surface if you want a book recommendation cool 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 good to know um yeah. i just started reading climate justice um and it's written by a uh, former president of ireland i'm only about 10 minutes into it 10 minutes 10 pages into it but it's pretty good so far um and um this is a side note but watch this. So Maddie said last week that I was a fairy and oh yeah, I remember about that. to get that even awesome. more fairy because guess what I'm about to do? Guess what I'm about to do? What? I, I don't, You're gonna, what? I'm, in, I'm in my yard right now and I just foraged a mushroom out of the ground. Oh, <laughs> nice. Is it a truffle? Literally no idea. It looked don't okay. It. If it's a truffle. Can I have it? Because I'd sure. love to make French fries with that. Apparently, there's like a decent amount of mushrooms. <laughs> Maddie's just laughing over there. Um, a decent amount of mushrooms, like in this area, that like could really hurt you. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> okay, don't send me a poison one. But if you find a truffle, if you find if you find a, a truffle with your fairy power, send it to me. Because like fries, 
that are fried in truffle oil are so good. Oh yeah, truffle fries for the win. Um, truffle fries for the win. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. I hope he just doesn't try to forge that because she's in forging. She gets these nuts. This the squirrel will like crack open these nuts and then throw them partially on the ground and she'll bring them in the house. So I hope <laughs> he doesn't forge any weird mushrooms. Um, but anyways, so that's my update. Oh, and Maddie wanted me to let everyone know that a few weeks ago we had a red footed booby that was just chilling on the boats. Like it would just show up and it would just chill. And then we had a, oh goodness, I'm forgetting what it is. Um, some sort of red start, something like that. Um, it was a type of bird. It looks like a, it kind of looks like a Townsend warbler. It's a similar vibe of like yellow oh. bird. I'm not a bird person. So bird people I know what you're talking about. American red start. That's what it was. Um, so, and that was chilling with us. It was so cute. Um, uh, it was just like landing on everyone. Um, and then as far as activity in the Monterey Bay, we have had lots of humpback whales. Um, there have been some reports of gray whales already. It's pretty early for the gray whales. So what are you guys doing here? I have questions. Um, and then we've had just a lot of killer whale sightings, like a lot, a lot of killer whale sightings, humpback whales and killer whales just fighting each other left and right. It's like literally like watching Maury, like unclear, like it's just getting crazy out there with the, with the humpbacks and the orcas. Well, I wanted you to bring up the, that's awesome. But the red footed booby is like really freaking cool because they're like very, very rare. You've seen in uh, like the California coast. Yes. And they were chilling and they would just sit on the boats and just shit all over the boat and create a mess for me. So. It's but it's cute. a rare bird alert, Erica. Rare bird alert. Amazing. All right, so we are here to talk about the stellar sea cow. Um, I was interested in my life update. Oh, what is your life update? I'm joking. I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, is, he cut his hair. <laughs> is that a life update? <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I have, I have this. Uh, oh, it's completely fogged. It's a wooden boat. It's a wooden boat. Okay. Oh. it's a wind, big wind boat and i tore apart an old like wind garden thing that was all rotted <laughs> that's did yeah you, did you make it yourself no 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 it was it was old it was some old thing that i needed to throw away so i just took a mallet to it okay work cathartic uh-huh. Yeah, no, no interesting, no at no cool interesting things. Like I didn't see any red foot booby. I didn't pull a mushroom out of the grass. There's a condor flying above me right now. There's no it's condor. A- There's no I don't got I don't have a yeah. condor flying above me either. Erica, Erica, that must be a turkey vulture. I cannot with you. Like <laughs> just throwing it here. I'm the birder of the group, and Erica's just trying to piss me off. So stop. It's not a condor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can't be a condor why because you want to see it yeah it's not fair to have condors flying over your fairy garden village that you live in it's not fair i can't help it but i should okay i see peaches i just don't want her to get attacked um there's been a lot of there's been a a lot of wildlife i recently installed a trail cam and i've so far gotten turkeys skunks deer deer nuts full-on ball sack right in front of the camera go to at (laughs) 
god, that's disgusting. Oh my god. Oh, at Captain Squidward on Instagram to find the Deer Nuts post if you're interested. Um, <laughs> and we've been hearing owls and like possibly it was either I I definitely hear foxes and I might have been hearing coyotes last night. So there's the update from my fairy village with peaches. Fairy village, lovely, yeah, lovely, awesome. Um, all right. So back to our stellar sea cows. So. <laughs> Um, our stellar sea cows are a very interesting species. Um, they are. What was that? No, I just said. Gr- I just said gross. I saw the picture <laughs> of the deer nuts. Of the deer nuts. Perfect. Um, so these guys are part of the Sirenia um, order. So there are four other animals that are a part of this that are currently living, and they are all. Um, they all live in tropical to subtropical areas. Our stellar sea cow, however, was more adapt for Arctic areas. So the, it, this is a really interesting story because it helps scientists to understand that animals could go extinct because there was a period of time where people did not believe that. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the story of the stellar, the stellar sea lion. Um, so I'm probably going to mispronounce like some of these eras that we're talking about. So I do apologize ahead of time. Um, but in the Pleistocene, did you see this cat that just showed up? Did you? Yes, Pleistocene um, era. Um, there were a lot of giants, like the giant sloth, the mammoth, um, that like giant elephant thing in Ohio, like all kinds of giant animals, bear-sized wombats um, were all over the Australian outback. Lots of animals in this era. Most of them died about 14,000 years ago during the last ice age. Um, And there were only a few of these species that found refuge on islands. So um, that was giant sloths. They were hanging out in what is now Cuba. Um, There's a couple other animals. but the cellar sea cow is one of the animals that did uh, survive through these eras here. Um, but it was the last, please do not stop on my computer. I, God damn it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, so thank you for that. There's a cat here. Um, and okay. So back to where we were. We were. So um, these guys hung out mostly um, in the Arctic and they were first described by George Steller. So he is um, a naturalist and he was on an expedition um, that was with Danish explorer Vitrus Bering. Um, so this was financed by the Russian government um, and they were trying to find uh, ways to chart water between Siberia and North America, hoping to find some sort of working routes because at this time there's a lot of Uh, exploitation of the environment and taking things and traveling and trading. Um, So basically they set sail um, for an expedition in 19, I'm sorry, in 1741. um, And they were supposed to be going over towards Alaska. um, And they were out obviously trying to chart these waters and Stellar was just kind of there along for the ride. Um, and he was given one day um, to search for each or search for a new species, like uh, during their time when they would make stops. 
Um, and he did name several species throughout North America, including the very popular Sellers Jay, which many people are aware of. Um, but there were two ships that were supposed to be going on this expedition and they got separated. So uh, one of the boats, they don't totally know what happened to. Um, the other boat, um, it actually, um, it was the St. Peter's boat and it cr crashed into an island um, during a storm. And so in November, when they were on this um, journey that had started in June, um, the St. Peter ran aground to an uninhabited island. So many of the people on the boat thought that this was attached to the Siberian mainland. So they figured, okay, we can just walk to safety. Um, but it turns out that they were on an uninhabited island, likely had never been touched by humans. Um, the ship ended up breaking apart in a storm and the captain of the ship died of scurvy. Um, fortunately, Stellar knew how to forage for herbs, so he was able to combat um, some of those health issues because he was able to obtain vitamin C through his foraging. Um, and many of the other people died. So he was walking around the island. He's just kind of exploring, doing his little naturalist thing. And he noticed this thing, this black thing just bobbing in the water. Um, and it would go down and it would come back up. And he thought that it was very interesting. So he goes over to it. Um, what he thought might have been an overturned boat. And it turns out that it is the stellar sea cow. So um, this animal is related to manatees and dugongs. There are currently four species um, in this order that still exist on the planet today. Um, and it, two of them are dugongs, two of them are manatees. Um, and then there was the stellar sea cow. So the stellar sea cow um, would kind of hang out in these areas from what we know, which is not that much. Um, they were gregarious animals, so they like to hang out in groups together. Um, so what he had described was seeing them um, hanging out and, you know, that they had very kind of tight social groups. Um, but interestingly enough, something that we see or what we have seen with killer whales um, is the idea of grief potentially. Um, so these guys were pretty much hunted to extinction just because that their meat was um, apparently very good um, and it could feed the crew of that boat for up to a month. So um, there were lots of sailors on the sea at this time. They were killing and eating the stellar sea lions um, because many of them were out looking for otters at the time and otters were pretty much nearly hunted to extinction at this point. So um, basically what we have is kind of this like trophic cascade, um, kind of like unintentionally with our sea cows. So our sea cows ended up dying out because of our otters. Our otters were eating our, um, sea urchins, our sea cows were eating the kelp uh, and the other animals. Um, and then we didn't have any sea otters. So our urchins were eating our um, kelp forests. So these guys had a lack of food and then they were being eaten by sailors. Um, and so that is why we no longer have the stellar sea cow. We think that they got down to about 27 individuals. Um, they had been described for only 27 years also before being declared as extinct. Um, but essentially these guys have been described as the Rosetta Stone for how megafauna extinctions might have played a role in our history. Um, and so essentially these guys were killed because they were eaten. Um, and even George Seller at the time didn't believe that extinction was something that could happen. Um, so that is a brief history of our stellar sea lions. And they are quite remarkable compared to our manatees that are like 10 or so feet long. And Liam's going to tell us a little bit more about what these animals look like. Yeah, so the stellar sea cow, uh, 
like Erica said, they look very similar to uh to you know the modern day manatee that you can find in, in Florida, except they're much, much larger. Uh they weigh, you know, they can weigh up to 10. It, it was suspected that they could weigh up to as large as 10 tons. And uh because of that weight, it all had to do with that they had much, much more uh blubber than than most of than uh most of the uh the other uh Cyrenian family basically which meant that unlike unlike uh unlike manatees and dugongs where they could dive to you know to to a certain like to a certain depth and be able to munch on some of the seagrass these guys really couldn't do that and they would basically bob at the surface it can only stay underwater for maybe four to five minutes before they would need to immediately come back up and you know that's and that's why when you would see them why uh why um when stellar saw them they it, it looked they looked like just these overturned boats because they were just massive and they would just bob at the surface and because of that they could only really feed on the canopies of uh of the kelp forests uh so they would so they would kind of graze on that rather than you know grazing you know, much lower at much lower depths on some of those grass. And then eventually, you know, when the otter population was hunted near to extinction, you had urchins that were uh that were then eating the kelp. And so there was less kelp for those uh for the stellars to eat. And then uh and then you know couple that with the sailors eating them uh because of how much meat and blubber they had, they you know they very quickly died out. They died, you know, within yeah, exactly. Just a little over a twenty-year period, uh, and yeah, uh, that's basically their their physical experience. Uh, there's some. Uh, it's highly likely that uh, that indigenous people were well uh, were around to see uh, see them in much greater numbers long before, uh, you know, European colonialists and settlers uh, eventually came in, and. And yeah, but uh, since and since then, um, the stellar's just mostly known uh, for just how large of its it has a much larger skeleton than you know it, it has it has a very very large skeleton, much larger than uh, the rest of the uh, Cyrenian family. Uh, there's some even despite because of how little it was uh, seen and and documented, uh, there have been various attempts to uh, kind of recreate it, like. You can. Uh, there are images uh, of. There are sketches made around kind of the early 1900s uh, to see what it probably would have looked like had what these family groups would have looked like, and how big they were uh, compared to most people. Which you know they were massive, but yeah, at that point you know they were dead. They were all considered extinct. Uh, I believe right around. Uh, right around the uh, 17 like kind of the 1760s 1780s that sort of period they were that's when they were officially uh, declared extinct and uh yeah so that's basically its physical appearance and uh madison or maddie sorry uh will uh describe the uh where they usually hung out Okay, yeah, thanks, Liam and Erica. Yeah, I uh, just learned about the Stellar Sea Cow. I didn't even really know that it existed at all. So this was really fun to uh, read about and do some research on these animals. Uh, from what I 
understand what their range was, was like Erica said, the um, Mr. Stellar, forget his first name, but he first described them in the Commander Islands, which is in the Bering Sea, and that's where they were shipwrecked. And so when they were first described, it was pretty much only understood that they lived, their range was only in that area, um, in the Bering Sea there. So the Commander Islands are the most Western Aleutian Islands up near Alaska, but they are part of Russia. And so that's the area where these stellar sea cows were most commonly seen. Um, but after they went extinct, fossils were discovered in Monterey Bay, as well as a place in Japan. And so it's thought that their range was actually much larger during the Pleistocene epoch that Erica was mentioning when all those like really large animals were living and then their population bottlenecked uh, with the glacial cycle. So they didn't go extinct because of the ice age, but their population did decline and sort of shrunk down to just the, the commander islands. So um, in that area of the Bering Sea, but their range was much, much larger uh, before um, the ice age and before they were hunted. And so they were all over the North Pacific, including Monterey Bay, which is really cool, and uh, Japan as well. Um, so that's what I learned about their home range. Uh, a couple other things just to like comment on what you guys had said was I thought it was interesting that they were uh, easily hunted for their meat, fat, and their hide um, because I read that they they were so like thick and blubber that they were positively buoyant. And so a lot of marine animals are neutrally buoyant. Uh, for example, like I know this about squid, but they're neutrally buoyant or uh, negatively buoyant so that they can swim and maneuver in the marine environment easier. Um, but these stellar sea cows were so big and so blubberous that they were positively buoyant so they couldn't dive at all. And so that's like what Liam said, they could only feed on the kelp canopy and then they were really easily hunted. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And I also just thought it was really interesting um, what Stellar described of their like social habits and how like they were considered gregarious and they hung out in these really large groups. And um, I even read one account of when like a male was hunted and like pulled ashore. And uh, first of all, it was really hard to hunt them because they were like just so huge and their skin was so thick. So it took them some time, the hunters to figure out how to actually like capture and kill the sea cow. But when there was one story of a male being hunted and pulled to shore and the rest of the family like bumped into the boat and were getting aggressive towards the hunters and uh, were like, I don't know if they made sounds or what, but were clearly upset that their uh, partner and member of their family had been hunted and pulled into shore. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. That's like similar to what we see in other marine mammals. And another thing I saw too, or read too, that was interesting is that they were potentially a prey source for transient killer whales, which I just think is interesting. Um, oh, but that's what I know of their, <laughs> yeah, the transient killer whales. Um, but that's what I know of their range and some of the fun facts that I read about them. For sure. Yeah. I, um, I definitely read about the um, like potential grief also. I feel like I started to say something about that or maybe I just started to stay it in my own head and then lost the thought. But yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting because I don't know. I mean, I don't know that much about manatees, but like I have seen manatees in the wild and they don't seem like the type of animals that maybe would grieve. Um, and, you know, a stellar sea cow is like very similar. So I just thought that that whole thing was very interesting. 
Um, but yeah, definitely teaches us a lot. It's crazy how like, I don't know, like how people just didn't realize that animals could go extinct. Like, but I mean, they did, you don't know what you don't know, you know, why would you know that? Uh, but it's just so interesting to me that that was an issue at one point. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. Cause it's like the, the stellar sea cow, what it, from what I um, I'm understanding is was like the mammoth of the ocean. Like, I mean, of course there's whales, but this sort of like prehistoric manatee like animal <clears throat> or related to manatees and dugongs was like living in the, what was it? The 1700s and like, it was still alive. And yeah, it was just like massive. And of course um, it was hunted to extinction, but kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yes. But very interesting animals. So I think that's all we have for you guys. Um, thank you for coming to this episode. If you guys have episode suggestions, things that you want to talk about um, or hear about, let us know. Um, but we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week or two weeks. Come back and listen to us in two weeks. All right, T, bye. Bye-bye.